Hello there, this is head producer Lauren, and welcome to the Anime Boston Podcast, where we like to be the geeky guac to your nerdy nacho. In this episode, I'm going to talk about what lies in Japan beyond Tokyo and Kyoto, which, don't get me wrong, they're really, really great cities. But if you have the time and you're planning a trip to Japan for the first time, or you're returning, I wanted to point out why it's good to maybe check out some other places in Japan because it is such a really diverse and beautiful country. So grab a snack and give a listen. So I'm gonna make what hopefully isn't a controversial hot take here. If it's your first time going to Japan and you're very adamant on going to Tokyo and Kyoto, like more power to you, respect. I went to Tokyo my first time there. Found it incredibly amazing, but also incredibly overwhelming. Sadly, haven't been to Kyoto yet. Do want to go. I feel like it's a city that's going to really appeal to me because I do love history and I love culture. So I feel like I'm going to really vibe with that well. But at the same time, if you're going to be going back to Japan, and like most places, it can be, how do I say this? Very easy to want to fall back on what you know sometimes and stick to the rivers that, and the lakes that you're used to. So for some people, they might have visited cities like Tokyo and Kyoto the first time, and when they go back, they just stick to those two places. And there's nothing wrong with that if you really, really love those places. But I will say that if your trip itinerary allows it, and you have the time, even if it's going to be your first trip to Japan, I really suggest considering going off the beaten tourist path and checking out some other places that are outside of those two cities. Because what ended up happening in my case is my first time in Japan, I thought Tokyo was going to be it for me. I thought this is it. Tokyo is going to be my city. It's going to be my favorite part of the trip. So much there. So hyped up. It's the place. It's it's the Mecca. It's it, it is the hub of everything an anime fan has longed for. And you know what ended up happening? Yes, we did go to Tokyo for the first half of our trip. And then the second half of our trip, we hopped an hour, a quick hour flight up to Hokkaido for the Sapporo Snow Festival. And uh, wouldn't you know it, it uh, turns out I liked Sapporo so much more. And this is nothing against Tokyo. It is an amazing city and I need to go back and spend more time exploring. But I think what it was is that Sapporo, in comparison, is much easier to navigate, far less overwhelming. And then it just also has, it's it's not a small city, but it has almost that kind of small city charm to it. And you can see in some of the buildings, like there's a clock tower building, and I think an old town hall building, that there was some European influence in some of the architecture around there. But I just found it to be such a cute place. Otori Park, where the snow festival was, just like this long park in the middle of the city. And the snow festival was really cool, seeing all the different sculptures. And that are amazing. The talent in making those and the ice sculptures, like more power to that because that is hard to do and they looked phenomenal you've like the tv tower the train station cities underground or really just that there are train station cities and also a good way to get around it because supporter can get quite cold in winter so getting out and about kind of taking advantage of the stations underground 
to sort of cover some area through some neighborhoods was really great. You've got Sapporo Beer Garden, but also Sapporo is a great kind of base for if you want to do winter sports, because there's a lot of skiing and snowboarding out there. If you want to go visit some of the shrines up there, there's a Mariama Shrine Complex that was amazing. There were some Anari Shrines. If you like hot springs, which I do, it turns out, there's a wonderful hot spring town about 40, 45 minutes outside of Sapporo called Jozanke, which we were actually heading out to to go to the Jozanke Shrine one night for their Snow Candle Way Festival, which was beautiful. And if you're in that area, definitely check it out. It's this beautiful path of all of these snow, literal candles made out of snow. And it was just in the winter, it's breathtaking. And if you like whiskey, for example, you could take the bus or the train out to Yoichi and visit the Nika Distillery, which there's also one that's sort of, kind of, I want to say, near Sendai as well. There's two Nika Distilleries, and if you're a whiskey fan, that is a great, great place to visit, especially the one in Hokkaido is super amazing and charming. And I don't even really like whiskey, but that was good whiskey. And if I like it, pretty much most people will like it. And they have some very interesting varieties. Now to move on from whiskey, but the point I'm trying to make is it's really easy to think of your first visit. You might have in your head, Tokyo is going to be it. Oh man, Tokyo is it, the otaku dreamland. And what might happen is you might be selling yourself short in some experiences that you might end up enjoying more. In my case, before I went on that trip, I never expected that. I was going to like Sapporo more, more specifically like the small towns outside of Sapporo best on that trip, but here we are. And I think when you're planning your trip, that's some good stuff to consider. Now, I'm not saying don't visit the main cities because they can also be really good home bases for your trips. And to be quite honest, it's also easier to travel into the main cities like Tokyo and Kyoto if you're coming from the United States compared to smaller regions in Japan. But definitely try to see what else is out there beyond the city walls and the city limits. So for example, say your next your next trip, you're going to fly into Tokyo because it's the easiest. You're going to make Tokyo kind of your home base. There are some really great day trips that you can take that are going to put you outside of Tokyo that are worth considering. One I would really recommend, I haven't been to yet, but I've had friends who've gone and said it's a really great experience. Consider an overnight trip out to Hakone. Hakone is a short train ride from Tokyo, and it's in this beautiful area of nature. And one of the famous things to do there is, aside from exploring the outdoors, is find a nice ryokan and some of them will have private baths. But there are some that actually have views directly to Mount Fuji because Hakone is also a very great spot to explore and try to catch a glimpse of the ever-elusive and occasionally shy and temperamental to film Mount Fuji. Which, speaking of pro tips, I've heard that later in fall and winter actually can be one of the better times to try to capture Fuji. And I think part of that is the colder weather actually makes it so that it's oddly enough going to be less chance of that cloudiness that blocks out the view. I've noticed that here in California with some coastal towns that the fog actually tends to be less prominent during the colder months. So 
consider that if you're going to go and you really want to check out Fuji and get a great view of Fuji against lakes late fall and winter down in Hakone. Could be a really good day or overnight trip worth considering. If you're in Kyoto, there's Nara that you can check out and you can go pet the friendly deer. If you like interesting food, really fried food that will burn, physically burn your mouth, Osaka has a really cool nightlife, a really vibrant nightlife, and can be really cool to check out and has just like the most amazing neon lights as well. And it's also worth it to get a picture with that famous Glyco man. That's definitely on my bu bucket list with the Glyco running man sign and lights. And if you have the time also, just remember about a lot of regions are short plane rides away. You're looking at maybe an hour or two, so you could consider spend half your trip in Tokyo because it's easier to fly in and then maybe hit up somewhere else and hit up another region for two to three days and then just come back to Tokyo and fly out if your budget and your trip allows it because there's just so many beautiful regions to see that are outside that one particular region of Japan or one particular just part of central Japan there where Tokyo and Kyoto are that are absolutely worth visiting. So like, for example, you like winter sports? Northern part of Japan, like Hokkaido or up past Sendai and up by like Aomori and kind of up there in that northern part of the main island, definitely the spot for you. You like tropical weather and beaches? Okinawa is gonna definitely be your jam. And what's cool about Okinawa is, is while it is part of Japan, it has this very unique Okinawan culture that is completely centered around the islands themselves that is going to be a little different from the rest of Japan. I mean, that's the case with a lot of regions, but Okinawa itself has a very particular Okinawan culture and Okinawan cuisine, which, so aside from visiting the fantastic beaches and enjoying the beautiful tropical weather, you can really experience that sort of unique culture that they have. And also there's some pretty cool arts and textile craft scenes and businesses there as well. If you are sort of into things like indigo dyeing or making products and making goods and textiles out of banana leaves, for example, very niche examples, but these are actual things that you can check out while you're down there. Those are some other really cool things to see or a particular thing you can do is you can check out a particular sake brewery down there or I don't think it's a brewery but like the equivalent of that for miso you can go and do like a little miso factory a little miso making factory tour as well which if you love that delicious umami paste that is your jam well not your jam it's your miso paste but I digress I'm just getting silly now essentially the point I'm trying to make is that it's totally cool to visit those two main cities but I highly implore you to check out places off the beaten path because you never know if that's going to be the places you actually fall in love with that you didn't know you were going to love and it's so worth exploring such a beautiful island if you can and I hope you consider that and some resources that I like when looking at trips in Japan I really like the Lonely Planet books and the Lonely Planet website japan-guide I think it's .org or .com is also a really, really good resource for Okinawa. There's a website that's b.okinawa. It's B-E, period, 
Okinawa is also a really great resource if you're interested in Okinawa. But I, I definitely love the Lonely Planet Guide books themselves. If you can check in, they're not that expensive where you can check out if the library has them. Libraries are great friends. They're good resources. Library cards are amazing. Never discount libraries. But yeah, I would definitely consider checking out different experiences and different regions and seeing what else is out there. You might find that you find a city or region that you never expected to love, but that you have become completely enamored with. And that's kind of one of the best parts about travel really is that complete surprise and discovery. So I hope you consider getting off the beaten path. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Anime Boston podcast presented by the Anime Boston Convention. This is a volunteer effort and a labor of love and is presented to you by the podcast staff, Lauren Gallo, Bogulu, George Yazbak, Mitch Stern, Nanvo, Olivia Keen, and Todd the Todd Father Whitney. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.